Welcome in to another episode of the Money Call Podcast. I'm Samuel Bigelow, here with Gabby Mozipo. It's Thursday night, uh, Thursday, September 21st. Uh, it's week three. Uh, we're going into week three of the NFL. Uh, just finished the Thursday night game, the San Francisco 49ers beating the uh, New York Giants. A uh, game that was never really close, um, or all that close. Uh, but yeah, uh, welcome in, Gabby. Excited to talk about another week of uh, NFL football with you. Yeah, man, I am pumped to talk about another week. Rough week for me last week, but we're going to bounce back here. Um, we get a, we each got a winner's mentality, always looking forward, no matter what, 3-0 weeks, 0-3 weeks, no matter what, we just look forward and we're excited to get back into it. I like uh, I like your mentality, Gabby, because, I mean, I'm skipping ahead a little bit, uh, but Gabby, Gabby, you went fifty. You went seven and seven, uh, and I mean it was seven, seven and one to be exact. So you basically went right down the middle in bets, and that's that's not good enough for you. You didn't you didn't have a losing week, but I appreciate that. That's not good enough for you. Uh, but yeah, we're doing our uh, our our same same rundown as last week. We're doing our bets again, each uh, picking each game against the spread. Um, talking about our best bets after that, and then talking about some survivor picks. But yeah, as I said. Gabby went seven and seven last week. Uh, I ended up having a pretty, pretty good week. I went ten and four. Um, and uh, overall, I'm now beating Gabby by three games in our standings. But you know, it's still early. Uh, lots of time for Gabby to make a comeback, and it's only three games. But yes, uh, if you're asking, it does feel good to uh, have the crown for now. Uh, but I'm sure you'll bounce back, Gabby. Uh no doubt about it. We are here. We are here to win it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, without further ado, let's jump right into uh, what we're here for, picking each game against the spread. Uh, jumping into Sunday, 10 a.m. on the West Coast. Uh, Atlanta going into Detroit. Atlanta is three-point uh, underdogs. Gabby, tell me about this game. Atlanta here, three-point Underdogs, so they think Atlanta and Detroit, basically the same type of teams here. I'm going to be with Detroit here, minus three. I like them here a lot. I don't think these teams are even. Um, Atlanta has been very good on the ground, but I think Detroit has a really good offense. Jared Goff's going to be able to move the ball, and he's at home, so we know he's going to be able to push the ball down the field. Now, Amon Ra is dealing with a turf toe, so he might be hindered a little bit, and you also have a little bit of shadow coverage by AJ Terrell, who's a damn good cover corner. But I think overall that Detroit is going to be able to run the ball. We're going to see Jameer Gibbs be explosive, battle of the rookie running backs. And I think Detroit's going to be able to win this. So I like Detroit minus three. I'm with you as well, Gabby. I think uh, I agree basically with everything you said there. Uh, I think Detroit just, you know, has enough firepower at home to get the job done. And I mean, Atlanta. They can obviously run the ball, but I think Detroit can do just enough to slow them down in the run game to uh, handle them. And then obviously their offense is far superior uh, to Atlanta's in scoring output. So I think they put, they pull ahead uh, at home. So I'm with you, uh, Detroit minus three. Um, yeah, next game, this one, I mean, and the games I think this week are way harder to pick than last week. Uh, Atlanta and Detroit was, I mean, off to a, a tough start, but I mean, this next one is one that I actually uh, feel a little bit of confidence in. Denver is coming into Miami. Uh, Denver is six and a half point underdogs, but for me, Miami, 
their offense has just been clicking. Uh, I mean, in Denver, I mean, I, I think they, I think it's kind of a fluke that they scored as many points as they did last week. Obviously six of the points that they got were on like a last minute Hail Mary that, I mean, it's pretty lucky. Um, I don't think they're keeping up with Miami at home, even though they have a pretty confident, competent defense. I just don't think that Denver's offense is going to be able to keep up. So for me, I think it's a pretty easy Miami minus six and a half. I think they win by a touchdown for sure. Uh, So I love that bet this week. So Gabby, what do you think about that one? I actually like Denver plus six and a half this week. Um, I like the ability that I like the fact that Russ has been able to push the ball down the field and Miami has not really shown the ability to stop them from able to do that. So I think Russ is going to actually have a good game passing the football be able to pass it down the field. Now, I don't think they're going to be able to win that game, but I think six and a half is quite a big margin for a team. And I think Denver's going to be able to quite do some things. Sean Payton allegedly has shortened the verbiage so that they have lessened their issues of getting to the line of scrimmage and less penalties. So hopefully this offense moves a little bit more smoothly. And I like Denver here plus six and a half. And I like Patrick Sertain playing good coverage on Tyreek Hill with safety over the top and making two up throw it to Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle might also be out with a concussion as well. So that is why I like Denver. Yeah, the Jalen Waddle thing is definitely um a point in favor of Denver there, but I think Miami's got the got the people to get it done. So at least this time, I mean this week we are uh, at least not going the same way. Uh, off the bat last week we went only three different uh, only three picks different last week so at least we're not doing that this week so far so uh third game on the docket buffalo coming into washington uh buffalo is six and a half point road favorites uh for me i think it's pretty much the same situation as the uh, denver miami game i think it's an offense that's way better um than the then the uh, uh, Buffalo's a way better offense than their opponent. Um, and I think that they have a, a really solid defense that's going to give uh, Sam Howell lots of problems. Um, I think Buffalo wins by a touchdown. I do think in this matchup, six and a half points is kind of a lot. I mean, Sam Howell, uh, he could be losing and then in garbage time, come back. And I mean, a touchdown is a lot, but uh, I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to take uh, the commanders plus six and a half here. I mean, this one's a little closer uh, but still, I think Buffalo is able to get it done by a touchdown, but uh, definitely closer than the Denver-Miami one for me. So, uh, Gabby, what do you think about that one? Oh, this game, I like Buffalo. Um, Buffalo minus six and a half, I do think they're going to be able to dominate. Um, Washington has been pretty – stagnant Sam Howell. He did have a good game in week two, but overall, I I really like the fact that Buffalo, they were able to rebound versus the Raiders after a slow performance. And I think Josh Allen is going to actually be able to find his weapons. James Cook, to his credit, has looked a lot better than he did his rookie year. He actually looks explosive, and I'm excited to see what he's able to do here in the future. So I like Buffalo here, minus six and a half. Um, Very short road trip as well from uh, Washington to New York. So I think that's going to be a big factor. That's a great point. Uh, glad we're on the same page there. Uh, next one we got Houston coming into Jacksonville. Houston is eight and a half point dogs on the road here. 
Um, big time dogs. Uh, Gabby, what do you think about that one? Houston, I like Houston. Eight and a half. That's too big of a points for a divisional matchup. So um Jacksonville versus Houston. That's been one of the big rivalries here in the AFC South. We've seen some tight matchups here quite around the lines. And CJ Stroud's been actually been throwing the ball pretty well. Um, no interceptions and he's been slinging the rock a lot. So I like him in this matchup here. Eight and a half is pretty big. Um, not necessarily to win it, but I think it's gonna be a close in the game. I can see Trevor Lawrence starting off slow, maybe throwing a pick. So it means Houston plus eight and a half. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, this one's kind of a toss up for me. I kind of just went Houston with the plus uh, points just because, you know, it's a divisional game, like you said. So uh, for me, I, Houston's real bad, but I think they can be, I think they can keep it within nine. So uh, I'm taking Houston here too, but this one's more of a, this one's more of a gut one. It's it's kind of it's pretty close. I do think Jacksonville is going to win handily. Um, it's just by a matter of how much. And I, I since since like since it's a divisional game, I don't think it's going to be nine. Uh, but moving on to our next game, we got your Indianapolis Colts, Gabby, taking on the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. Uh, Colts are eight point underdogs. I believe they're probably going to have Gardner Minshew starting this week. I don't know if that's confirmed yet. You may know. I'm not sure. Uh, Anthony Richardson, I believe, suffering uh, from a concussion or in concussion protocol. Um, I don't know if that really makes the Colts worse um, to have Gardner Minshew out there. Gardner Minshew is kind of a top-tier backup, obviously. Uh, But, Gabby, you know more about this than me. Which way are you going in this one? I'm going with Baltimore, given the fact that Anthony Richardson is most likely not to play. Um, Gardner Mitchell is a good backup, but I really like what Anthony Richardson is able to do on the ground aspects and his ability to throw the ball deep down the field. And minus eight, I don't think it's given the credit to the fact that he might not be in the game. So game in Baltimore, I like Baltimore giving them a nice, easy matchup and for them to reestablish their running game and – Indy played him tight a couple of years ago as well, and that was Lamar's best game ever. So Indy's going to respect Lamar's arm, and they're going to force him to run the football, and I think they're going to um, be able to do that. I am also on Baltimore in this one. Uh, for me, love what Indianapolis is doing there, obviously, but I don't think, think they're real contenders this year. And Gabby will know this for sure because of my fantasy football teams, but I am all in on Baltimore this year. So I mean, it's just a team. It's just a mismatch of of teams where they're at in their uh, development and where they're at in their their franchises they're at. So for me, it's just a game that Baltimore's got to win and got to win handily. Um, and I think they do so at home. Um, so I think they win. I think you got to take a minus eight points. Uh, so for me, definitely going Baltimore here. Um, another bet that I I like this week. I won't I won't say I love this one, but I definitely like it. Um, I think Baltimore wins handily. But eight is is quite a bit. Um, next one here we got Tennessee taking on Cleveland in Cleveland. Tennessee is three and a half point underdogs for me. This is one definitely one of my favorite bets of the week. Um, definitely in contention for best bet. Uh, it's I mean it's three and a half points, and I think Tennessee is probably I think they win even though it's on the road. So I love taking the points here for me. I'm putting money on the money line. 
Um, I like this this game a lot. I think Tennessee, their defense, while it can be exploited in the air, I don't think Cleveland's going to do that. They're going to try to run the ball. That's their bread and butter. But Tennessee, they can definitely uh, they can play the run D, and I think they're able to score enough points to at the very least keep it close. But I I think they win. Uh, but Gabby, how how do you feel? Do you agree? Disagree? I agree quite a bit with the idea that Tennessee is going to win this game, especially with Nick Chubb being out. I can find it funny that um, Cleveland's still such a big favorite here. I know the defense is pretty good, but I think Tennessee is going to be able to um, throw the ball and run the ball pretty well versus um, Cleveland in this situation, just given the fact that Cleveland's going to have to be on the field for quite some time. And also, Tennessee has one of the better run defenses in the league over the last couple of years. So I don't know if Jerome Ford, if you got him, you might you might have to play him in your flex. But if you have better options, I would look otherwise, just given the fact that he will have a bad game. But the passing game is going to be it's going to be open. Now, will Deshaun Watson be able to hit it? I do not think so. So in that case, I'm looking for other options here this week. Me personally, in one of my leagues, I had a bench Deshaun Watson. Um, and was looking at guys like Russell Wilson and Kirk Cousins to play this week. So those are some of the guys that I would look at maybe to hopefully pivot. And But overall, I do like Tennessee here. I think plus three and a half, that's a good margin to take on that. And I do think they're going to be able to win overall. So I like the money line as well. I'm glad you brought up the fantasy aspect. Um, I was actually going to ask, um, well, actually, before I do that, I I personally think uh, that Ford is going to be a really uh, solid start this week. I, I'm not going to say he's uh, going to blow the roof out, uh, r- blow the roof off the game or anything, but um, I think he's a solid start. I mean, he's going to get touches. He's going to get a lot of work. They don't have really anybody else there at this point, so he's got a floor. And if Cleveland does end up winning the game, it's going to be because of him. So for me, he's like a he's a he's a probably a low end RB two flex, but. Um, I definitely think he's a solid play. Uh, but, Gabby, I was curious. You said you had to replace this, uh, Deshaun Watson. Are you benching him or are you dropping him? Like, are are you out on him or do you think he's going to have a, a bounce back and be fantasy relevant? I want to see it this week. I think this, this is my make or break week because the appeal for Deshaun Watson being a top five quarterback was the fact that he's going to be in a high power offense behind Nick Chubb and he's going to have touchdown opportunities. And now those touchdown opportunities are gone. And after two games, it doesn't look like his elite talent, the offense isn't built around him. Now, will Savansky hopefully build it around him? That is the goal. But we don't know. If Jerome Ford is looking as good as he did replacing Nick Chubb, they might just say, you are the new Nick Chubb. And in that case, in a 10-man, I would be looking elsewhere for Watson. In a 12-man, I would probably still be looking elsewhere. I just like Daniel Jones rest of the season more. I like Brock Purdy rest of the season more. So, yeah, I would honestly probably drop, drop to Sean Watson at this point if he isn't able to perform to his level in week, um, in week three. But one thing we need to consider here is that he did have a QB5 performance in week one. So... He still has a rushing upside. I just want to see if they are able to design a couple more QB runs for him and see if he, that unleashes his ability to be able to scramble outside the pocket and make those plays that we saw from him a couple of years back. 
I think you probably got the right approach there. I mean, this is definitely a good uh, benchmark week, I feel like. I mean, I mentioned uh, Tennessee's secondary is not anything to uh, write home about. So if you can't get it done against them, I mean, who's he going to get it done against? So it's going to be interesting uh, for Deshaun Watson. I personally, obviously, since I love this bet, do not think it's going to work out for him. But we will see. Uh, anything else on that game before we move on, Gabby? No. All righty. This one is uh, next one is definitely considered to be pretty close by the odds makers. It's only a one point spread. We got the Chargers coming into Minnesota as underdogs. Uh, Gabby, which way, which way are you going with this one? I like Minnesota here. I don't. I think these teams are very evenly matched, so Minnesota should be. It's like a two point favorite, so. I like Minnesota here. The fact that they're able to throw the ball, the Chargers are not able to guard the throw. I think it's going to be a very high scoring game. But if it comes down to coaching, I don't like how Brandon Staley is able to, um, in late game situations, it seems like he freezes. So I like Kevin O'Connell. And I think the addition of Cam Akers is actually going to be something, maybe not this week, but we're going to see him take over the role from Madison here pretty soon because Madison is not good. That's not a bad take at all, that's for sure. Um, I definitely could see the Cam Makers thing happening. I don't think it will. I think Madison's maybe a little bit better than he's looked uh, early, but we'll see. But for me, I'm taking the Chargers here. I think the Chargers are just a more talented team, and I think that they are a team that's going to be probably uh, have really volatile up and down weeks. They've had a couple down weeks. I think it's about time they have an up week, so it's kind of a, a gut decision. I th- I agree these teams are pretty evenly matched. Obviously, Minnesota's at home, so they get that bump, but I just think it's time for a charge. I think they're motivated. I think they they can see their season slipping away from them, and I think they're going to come out there and beat a, a definitely a very beatable Minnesota Vikings team. I mean, Minnesota, not a bad team. Chargers, I think, get it done, though. I just don't have faith in Minnesota. Um, and I think it's about time for an L.A. rebound. So definitely can't blame anybody going the other way. But for me, I'm taking the Chargers here. I just It feels like a Chargers win to me. Um, and I don't necessarily have a whole ton uh, to back that up other than that. Next game, though, we got New England, two-and-a-half-point underdogs – or favorites, excuse me oh, – uh, coming into the New York Jets uh, stadium for me. I mean, it's for me, this one's easy. I'm taking New England minus two and a half points. Yes, this game will probably be quite close, but I think New England's a little bit better than they have, uh, than they, than the overall consensus has been so far. I think this game, they come out and show it. Jets obviously scrambling. I think Bill Belichick is smart enough to scheme up a defense to really give Zach Wilson problems. Obviously, the Jets' defense is incredible, and they're going to give Mac Jones problems, but I think they get enough points to win by a field goal. Like I said, I think it's close, but I just have in every, basically in every position other than, um, like, running back. Um, I mean, I guess the receivers uh, for uh, New York are pretty good, too. But um, for the most part, I just think New England matches up with them pretty well um, across the board, and I think they just are better coached better quarterbacked. I think they get it done. Gabby, what do you think, though? 
For this one, I really like New England. Um, the Jets haven't been able to beat New England in multiple years now. I think Belichick has had their numbers. So, and Mac Jones with the new offensive corner has been able to push the ball down the field to a certain extent. Yeah, these playmakers aren't able to make plays after the catch, but he's able to push the ball. Um, beats the league in pass attempts. He has top five completions, um, top ten in yards. So, I really like the Patriots here to equal out over Zach Wilson. Um, two and a half is not enough. I can see them winning by a field goal pretty easily here. So give me the Patriots minus two and a half. All right. Nice to know we're on the same page with that one. Makes me feel even more confident there. So I like that. Next one we got here, I'll, I'll be honest, this one's extremely tough for me. I'm pretty torn. Honestly, if you make a strong case here, you could flip me. So we got New Orleans coming into Green Bay. New Orleans is one and a half point underdogs. Gabby, sell me, tell me which way I need to go because I'm not sure. I like Green Bay. Um, Damn, I, I was leaning Green Bay too. Ah, Sorry. Jordan Love's had a crazy touchdown rate, but I like him good. He's good overall. Um, he's been able to distribute the ball pretty well. Aaron Jones expected to be back this week, another um, into the ground game. Um, and it, this defense is for real. So I like them versus New Orleans. I think Derek Carr, he's going to throw a pick. So if you can make a parlay of Derek Carr to throw a pick and Trevor Lawrence to throw a pick, I would do that. I am going to. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, I was just going to say, I think those two guys are guaranteed to throw two interceptions this weekend. Remind me, Trevor Lawrence is, I mean, I don't know about that with Trevor. Uh, we'll see. I don't think it's the worst, uh, worst parlay. That's kind of, I definitely think the Derek Carr one will happen, though. Green Bay is a really good team. They're kind of, they're kind of slept on here in this line for sure. So I got to be with you. They're at home too. So even though New Orleans is, you know, they're pretty good in their, in their own right. Uh, I just think that Green Bay is, they're probably more talented in pretty much in almost every position, to be honest. So they, yeah, I, I got to go Green Bay at home. So like Green Bay, uh, we agree there. Uh, next game we got here is Carolina. Another one. This one's another one that's close for me. This is Carolina plus six and a half points uh, coming into Seattle. For me, that's just a, a few points too many to be comfortable. But I, I just don't think Carolina's offense is any can do anything in Seattle. I think they, I think they're a, a, they're a pretty competent offense, and I think they're going to be able at, at home to get it done. Uh, I think. I think this game will be pretty close to the Saints game. Uh, obviously, the Saints only beat them by three, uh, pushed the line there in that in that week. But the Saints versus Panthers game, that is. Uh, I think it'll be pretty similar. But, I mean, Panthers got a late field goal. And I think it's just going to come down to do the Panthers do that kind of thing again. For me, I just I kind of feel like I kind of feel like they don't do it. It's it's super close for me. Six and a half is a lot. A touchdown is a lot. But. For me, I just think that Seattle is able to get it done. They play, they play smart. I trust P. Carroll, 
And I think their offense is a little bit more explosive at this point than New Orleans. So I think they win by a touchdown. Uh, but Gabby, which side are you on here? For the New Orleans game? The Seattle versus Carolina. Oh, sorry. Apologize. Um, no, I was talking about I am with as well. Oh, uh, I'm with Seattle here. Andy Dolan coming in. Um, I think Seattle is just going to come in and cruise. I think they're going to lean on Kenneth Walker here, lean on the running game, play action, pass. Um, pretty simple. I think one of these receivers is going to get involved. It's going to be hard to tell. Jack Smith and Jigba is bound to break out here pretty soon. So he's going to start getting in the mix here. But I like the Seahawks overall. It's going to be pretty comfortable six and a half. I actually didn't even realize that uh, Bryce Young was out with uh, an injury. That makes me even more comfortable. So, yeah, six and a half. Uh, feeling good about Seattle there. Um, awesome. Next one we got here, big line. It's got to be bigger than the beginning of the week. We got Dallas coming into Arizona as 12 and a half point favorites. For me, I just – I mean, I think they blow them out, so I just don't think you can take the – I don't think you can take the Arizona plus points here, so – for me, I'm taking Dallas to 12 and a half. Liked it more, obviously, when it's at 12, but I just I don't think Arizona can keep it close at all in this game. I think they win by two touchdowns. So yeah, I'm taking Dallas minus 12 and a half. But Gabby, am I wrong? Which side are you on? I like Arizona here. Big loss of Trayvon Diggs this week. Uh today actually. And it's going to be at home for Arizona. Josh Dobbs, we saw last week, he's able to keep the claim close versus the Giants and be able to push the ball down the field. Um, I think they're going to be able to do some quick, tricky things, quick things. So you have some good playmakers on the outside, Rondo Moore, Marquise Brown, James Conner, Nathan Zachary. Those are people that you just want to get the ball into quick. And Josh Dobbs showed Pepsi to do that and be able to run the football. So I think 12 and a half is a pretty big margin to be at home for a home dog. So... I like the Cardinals here, plus 12 and a half. I'm glad we disagree there. We've been doing a lot of agreeing, so that's that's good there. Um, I'll be excited to see the outcome of that one then. Uh, next next game we got here, very I mean, the same exact line, uh, just flip-flopped as for who was in favor of the home or the away team. But we got Chicago coming into Kansas City as 12 and a half point underdogs for me. I'm on the other side of it as I was last game. I'm taking Chicago plus 12 and a half if I'm betting on this game. Definitely not recommending anybody to bet on this game because it could definitely be a, a Chiefs blowout. But I just feel like Chicago, they I think they get I think they get blown out at first. And then I think they just have a couple Justin Fields big plays. And I think they cover the line. I think it ends up being like a 10 to 8 point win for Kansas City. 12 and a half points is just a ton of points. Chicago kind of would come back and cover late in a lot of games last year. Justin Fields, if they let him loose on the ground, I mean, he can he can be effective against any defense. And, I mean, Kansas City, they, they're notorious for not covering early in the season or at all. So, for me, I'm taking Can uh, Chicago plus 12 and a half points. Definitely not one I feel confident in, but uh, – I'm going with the the underdog in this one. Gabby, who who are you taking here? Hey, Kansas City, the home dog plus 12 and a half. I don't think Chicago has a 
and they showed the ability to throw the football. And uh, Kansas City's actually had a pretty good defense here this year. I'm sorry, this year. So I think that they're going to be able to get to the passer, especially with Chris Jones being back there. And this offensive line for the Bears just keeps getting injured. The left tackle just went down. So um, I like the ability for the Chiefs to be able to do that and cause a couple turnovers on Justin Fields. So it's going to be a blowout, 12 and a half. The Chiefs stadium is going to be rocking. I think they're going to be able to lock down DJ Moore. And I think Roshan Johnson is going to start becoming more and more involved. So I don't know if this necessarily is going to be the breakout game, but you're going to see a lot more touches and you're going to see a lot more important touches for him. I also think the coaching staff for the Bears is going to be on high alert, um, especially after what Fields has been saying about how he blamed the coaching for and how he felt robotic. So I think it's going to be an interesting matchup overall. But at the end of the day, I think Mahomes and Andy Reid, it's going to be a get-back game for them. They're going to remind the world why they're the best offense in football. I like Mahomes a lot this week. I think he's going to score over 25-plus points in fantasy. I think Kelsey's going to have a big game. Um, I think this offense is going to be rolling. It's going to be a 35-10 round. I think uh, I mean I I'm glad you brought up a couple of points there you did that you did yeah I think Roshan takes the job over maybe this week uh, I think him and, and a running back we're going to talk about sooner are slated to become the running back ones for their teams uh, backups that are becoming the running back ones um, but yeah also like you said lots of people have been talking shit about the Bears this week I think that fires them up I think that gives them the fire they need to cover twelve and a half points it's not that big of a lift I feel like so. That's another reason I think they do it. But, I mean, it's interesting that you're on both home teams and I'm on both away teams in this game and the previous game. We kind of have a pattern, obviously. Uh, But that'll make these two very, very shitty, unevenly matched games um, interesting for us, at least. So I'm glad of that. Um, Next game we got here, the the Sunday night game. We're flying through it. Pittsburgh coming into uh, Las Vegas as two and a half point underdogs. As I said earlier, there's a running back that I think is going to overtake the starter in this game. I think it's Jalen Warren going to overtake Najee Harris. Definitely don't think it happens this game. Mike Tomlin is notoriously loyal to his players and coaches, but I think it does happen eventually. Jalen Warren, he was just looking like, other than George Pickens, looking like the only, they were looking like the only two players out there. Uh, who could make any plays for the Steelers. Uh, so I, I think they just got to keep giving him the ball more and more, and I think that slowly happens. Maybe not this game, but I definitely think he gets a little more involved. I think the Steelers' defense looked incredible last game. Obviously, they won the game for him. Uh, Raiders, I think, are kind of just a, a franchise that's going down. I think they're going to finish with a very poor record this year. Um Pittsburgh, they haven't looked amazing by any means, but I just have a ton of faith in Mike Tomlin to get it turned around. With points, I got to take the Steelers here. Um, They really can't be worse at offense than they have been this season, and they've been able to win a game or two here against not poor opposition. Vegas is going to be a lot easier for them, I think, than some of their other opposition that they've had to go up against. So I like the Steelers here. I'm taking the money line here, honestly. Um, Steelers plus points, though, I love. Um, but this is going to be a game of two kind of shitty offenses. Honestly, the Raiders probably have a better offense, but um, the Steelers have a far better defense than the Raiders. So 
Uh, for me, I'm taking the plus points of the Steelers. And I honestly, I think they win the game in prime time. Mike Tomlin, he just got a knack for winning those games. Um, I think he gets it done. So give me the Steelers plus two and a half over the Raiders. Gabby, what do you think about that one? I'm with you 100% there. Everything you said is 100% accurate. I like the Steelers here. That defense is for real. TJ Watt is back. Mike Minka Fitzpatrick, yes, he, he might be out for this game, but I think Highsmith and the company around him, they're going to be able to get some pressure and disrupt Jimmy G in the pocket. We know he that's not what he strives at. He's, most quarterbacks obviously strive at a clean pocket, but he strives at it more than your average quarterback. So I like the Steelers here to be able to get pressure, um, have a, a game plan for Devontae Adams force him to throw it to somebody else and that will not be successful for two and a half I like the Steelers all right I uh definitely feel a little bit better about that one after you agree um that one could be could be an interesting game but uh obviously thinking that the Steelers pull it out there uh or we both are at least so uh we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back to finish the last two games on the slate the two Monday night games and then, of course, we'll finish it out with our best bets and our survivor picks. So uh, be right, right back in just a moment. All right. Welcome back into the Money Call podcast. We are continuing our week three picks against the spread. All we got left so far is uh or all we got left is the Monday games. We'll jump right into it. We got Philadelphia going to Tampa Bay. Philadelphia is obviously going to be favored in this one. They're favored by five points. For me, Tampa Bay, I think they're kind of a surprise team. I mean, I've been kind of a Baker Mayfield fan for a while. So, I mean, I guess I could say you can say I'm not as surprised as maybe others. Got to pat myself on the back there. But, uh, yeah, they're they're much better than a lot of people thought they'd be, but they're probably not good enough to really keep that keep it that close with Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia hasn't been happy with how they've played so far. I think they go go out there to try to dominate Tampa Bay, and I, I, maybe they don't do that, but I, I think they win by a touchdown or about that. And so I think I like the five points here. So I'll take Philadelphia minus five, but Tampa Bay it's definitely not a super safe one. I'm not. Uh, recommending anybody go out there and get this bet uh, super strongly. I mean, I do like it, but um, I'm not jumping out of my seat for it. Uh, but like Philadelphia minus five here, feeling pretty comfortable. Um, but Gabby, what do you think about this one? I like Philadelphia minus five as well. I think the pressure is going to finally get to Baker. He's had some pretty soft matchups the first two weeks with Minnesota and the Bears. And now he's going to face a real defense here in the Eagles, at least in the front seven. So I think he's going to get a lot of pressure. Now the secondary can get got. So I like, I do like Chris um, Godwin and Mike Evans a lot in this matchup. Um, some it's going to be sad if you're not going to be able to fit them. If you had like Puka, Jamar Chase, and Mike Williams, I think I'd start those guys ahead. But you know, right after the, those three guys, I think Mike Evans just falls in there. So. Um, I like the Buccaneers quite a bit. I also like Rashad White. I think he's going to be a solid player for the rest of the season. He's not going to be flashy, maybe fall in the end zone every once in a while, but 
what you know you're going to get from him is 12 to 20 carries, four to six targets, which is going to result in anywhere from three to five receptions for 30 yards. So he's going to get you those 12 to 15 points. Hopefully he falls in the end zone. That's where he's going to get you 20-point weeks. But um, I really like the – I like the book. Um, I think they're going to be a good team, but I like Philadelphia overall. Um, they've been pretty dominant on, on the run. Um, so give me Philadelphia, and I think their defensive line is going to be able to cause havoc for Baker. Nice. I uh, I agree. Um, yeah. Uh, moving on to our next and final matchup on Monday and overall uh, for week three. We got L.A. coming into Cincinnati, uh, the second Monday night game. L.A.'s three-point under underdogs, but Gabby, I'm going to ask you which 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 way you're going here, but really the question I'm asking you is, do you think Joe Burrow is going to play? So uh, L.A. Uh, plus three or uh, Cincinnati minus three, which way are you going? I'm all over L.A. plus three in the money line right now. I do not think Joe Burrow's going to play, and if he does, that's better for me. So, I like LA a lot. I think it's a Super Bowl rematch of a couple years ago. Um, I think the offensive line for Cincinnati still is not as good. I think Aaron Donald's a freak still. The offense is going to be pretty um, – going to be able to move the ball. Puka oblique injury this Thursday, but they did that last week. So, he, I, I believe he's going to be expected to play. Um Tutu Owls, who's been a pretty damn wide receiver, and let's not forget about Tyron Williams, running back. So I really like the Rams here. They look rejuvenated. Plus three seems like that's a steal, and I'm going to grab the money line as well. Yeah, it definitely could be a steal if Joe Burrow doesn't play. Um, I'll be going Rams plus three. I'm not quite as bullish as you, but um, I do think that they, at the very least, keep it close, even if Joe Burrow does play. But I kind of agree. Don't don't think you will. Uh, and yeah, you touched on it. The Rams have got a lot of fun fantasy options that uh, people didn't expect. So this is an exciting team. It's going to be an interesting game to watch uh, to see how you know the Cincinnati offense can perform, whether they have Joe Burrow or if they don't have Joe Burrow. How those uh, fantasy weapons uh, are able to do without Joe Burrow. Um, so either way, uh, going to be interesting. Um, in this game all around, but yeah, I do think LA can keep it close. So I like them with the points if Joe Burrow does play. And of course, uh, I think they become favorites, uh, if Joe Burrow gets ruled out. So, uh, yeah, we go the same way on that one. Uh, lots of similarities in the end again this week, but, uh, more differences. So that's good. We're uh, moving up, moving apart on that, which is nice. Um, but yeah, this week I definitely thought was a lot harder to pick. Uh, so we'll see how we do. Um, but of course, is excited as always to watch on Sunday and Monday. But of course, as as like I mentioned, this week is harder to bet on. So uh, you will want to know, of course, our best bets, our recommendations on what games uh, you should bet on if you're picking a couple um, in this week. That's kind of tough. So for me, I'll just go ahead and start here. My number one favorite best bet this week is going to be Miami minus six and a half against Denver. Uh, Miami, I think, is arguably the best team in the AFC uh, so far um, this year. I mean, they're not necessarily the team I'm going to pick to be the best at the end of the season, but right now they've looked great. Uh, without Jalen Waddle, that's definitely a concern, but 
I just am not convinced by anything that Denver has done so far. I think uh, Miami gets a, it gets a win by more than a touchdown. But I also love, as I mentioned earlier, Tennessee plus three and a half in Cleveland. I think Tennessee wins, so I think I, I love the money line here. Um, so plus three and a half is going to be a smash for me. Um, Tennessee, we already talked about the game, so I won't go too in-depth, but Tennessee can stop the run. That's what Cleveland's going to need to do to win. Um, so I think Tennessee can do that, and I think Tennessee can get enough offense to uh, get more offense than Cleveland going and win the game there. Um, and then last on my list would be uh, Buffalo minus six and a half against Washington. I just think Washington is they're not good enough to keep up with Buffalo. I think Buffalo is riding high after a bounce back week against Vegas. I think they win by a touchdown. Uh, the commander's defense, while it seems like it should be good, still just cannot fully put it together. Um, they gave up like 35 points or something close to that uh, to Denver last week. And they're a terrible offense. I think Buffalo can score on them. Um, and I don't believe in the commander's offense to consistently score the whole game. Could see Sam Howell getting it done in garbage time or covering in garbage garbage time. Uh, but I think Buffalo has got a pretty good defense, and I think they keep the, the lead. I think they win by at least a touchdown. So uh, those are my three best bets. But, Gabby, uh, which bets would you be looking at this week that you'd recommend people bet on? Uh, my best bets – we first start off with the Monday game for the Rams plus three. I really like that, especially because I believe Joe Burrow is going to be out. And that's going to leave Jake Browning, the guy from UW, to start. So I don't think he's going to be as good. And if Joe Burrow does play, he's definitely going to be hobbled. So I like the Rams here no matter what. I like the Patriots here, minus two and a half. Um, good one. Yeah, Max Jones, I think he's going to be able to swing the rock this game. Going to sh- sh- remind people why. We thought he was worth the pick in, a couple of years ago. And then my last pick here is going to be oh, it's going to be the Broncos plus six and a half. Oh, I really like that pick against me. Yeah, I think they're going to win the money line. I'm putting money on the money line as well. I think they're going to be out there and be able to throw the rock. Tua wishes he was Russ, so um, I think they're going to be able to play pretty well. Tua wishes he was Russ. Russ would trade places with Tua right now in a heartbeat. Maybe long term, you're right, but I I think Tua is in a pretty good spot. I think most quarterbacks are pretty jealous. I like all your best bets except for that one, Gabby. I'm disappointed. But, yeah. Any other bets that you want to highlight before we move into our survivor picks? No. All righty. Let's go into it then. Uh, Gabby, I'll let you lead us off. Which, uh, If you're doing a survivor pool, which games are you looking at to to pick this week that you recommend people uh, do to stay safe? Yeah, I'm going to go off of the number one pick this week. I'm going to go with it, the Chiefs. I really like what they're going to be able to do coming in at home versus a Bears team that's going to be kind of in their own head here. I think they're going to be able to talk the turnover. Um, and just a few will make an explosive play. But in all, I do think the Chiefs are going to be a good pick here. Now, I pick afterwards, if you're feeling 
Like, okay, I want to save the Chiefs for later on. There's a couple options that you can go here with. If you haven't used the Ravens yet, a lot of people use the Ravens in week one, so they might be off of your board. So I wouldn't necessarily go there. Now, the next one, I, I like the Seahawks. Now, the Panthers, they might be more confident with Andy Dolan, but that doesn't really mean much. I really like the Seahawks here at home. Um, with six and a half, that's going to be my second choice. And then my third choice, if you really, really want to go off the rails, I pick the Bears. An underdog as a survival pick is never a good idea. But if you're ever going to pick the Rams, it's going to be this week, especially if Joe Burrow doesn't play. So <laughs> that's this would be the time. That would be so fucking bold, dude. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome if you picked the Rams. I would love that. Um, yeah, I think, honestly, I think the Seahawks are bold. I think Andy Dalton, I mean, while I do think the Seahawks win, I am a Seahawks fan, so I'm hesitant to be uh, too optimistic about them. I just think that you're kind of taking a little bit of a risk with Andy Dalton, although I do think you're right there. So that is this is a... You're gonna to have to take some risk of risks risks eventually. So this is definitely a week that is a good one to put the to take those risks. Um that's definitely one that's worthwhile. Um but yeah, it is definitely a little bit of a risk. If you wanted to play it safe, I would not recommend that, but I think that's a smart, a smart risk. But anyways, for me, uh my survivor picks, I got five here that I've got ranked in order from best to worst. Uh number one, I think Dallas over Arizona. I mean, that one's easy. I think Dallas and Dallas, I, th- I don't think continues this uh, tear throughout the season. So I'm not really afraid of capitalizing on them early. Um, so I'm pretty happy taking them uh, Kansas city against Chicago. But like you said, you maybe want to save uh, Kansas city for later. So, I mean, I, you can take a shot on them against pretty much anyone and have a pretty good chance. Uh, next one I would do is Buffalo against Washington. Um, then Baltimore against Indianapolis. Um, and then last but not least, of course, the one I've already talked about, Miami over Denver. So um, those are the ones I'd be looking at if I was looking to stay safe here early. Um, but, yeah, Seattle's a really good shout-out if you're looking to do one that's a little bit um, riskier, a little bit more uh, of a risk. I think New England is a good one that's pretty safe, um, but is good there. Philadelphia also is a, a one that I think is pretty good. Um, just to throw out another a, f- a few others um, that are not in my top five there, but but yeah, those would be our uh, our survivor picks there. This this week, I yeah, I've said it a few times, but it was much harder for me to pick than previous weeks. So I'm excited to see uh, how we end up, how uh, our records are against the spread um, after this week. We had a few more differences than last week, of course, so that'll be interesting to see. Uh, Gabby, but do you have any final words for the audience before we uh, we sign off here? I'm just excited to get back into it this week. Hopefully we get back into the winning records this week, win you guys some money, and hopefully you guys enjoyed another week of the Money Call podcast. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, exciting to have more football being played. Gives us more data to look at. Um, that is actually um, relevant to the year. Of course, it's hard to take year, one year to the next. So uh, every game we get closer or we get further into the season gives us more more data, more confidence in our bets, but also uh, 
means we're one week closer to being without football. So always bittersweet there. Um, Gabby, I'll leave you with one final question to answer before we sign off here. Are the Giants hmm. the worst team in football, or do they do they turn it around at all by the end of the season? What are you What are your thoughts? I think they were going to realize that they made a mistake with Daniel Jones on paying him that money, but I don't think they're the worst team in football. I think losing a guy like Saquon Barkley definitely hurts your offense, and um, they're gonna, they were able to double team Darren Waller all day. Um, so. No, I don't think they're the worst team in football, but I think they're way worse than I expected. So you know, there's definitely going to be an uphill battle for the Daniel Jones in that offense, particularly. Yeah, I I tend to agree. I think next week is going to be a final tell all week for the, for me with the Giants. I don't know who they're playing, but I can kind of give them some grace uh, playing the 49ers on a Thursday without Saquon, but. They get crushed. They're playing to Seattle next week. Seattle has a defense that could theoretically be exploited. So, yeah, next week will be pretty important for them. Of course, another primetime game we have to watch the Giants. Um, but, yeah, they're significantly worse than I thought they'd be this year. I'm pretty disappointed in them. I do love Dayball, though, so I'm not writing them off completely. But they look pretty bad so far. But, yeah, we'll definitely see about Daniel Jones. Um, I think next week will be... If you don't turn it around by then, I mean, you had the Cardinals. I mean, he played okay against the Cardinals in the second half, but if you start out terribly against a team again, and then even if you turn it around by the end of the game, it's going to be it's going to be rough for Daniel Jones. So we'll see, we'll see. I definitely agree. But yeah. Anyways, thank you all for listening to the Money Call uh, podcast. We enjoyed having you here. Best of luck in your Week Three bets and your fantasy games. Hopefully we helped you out, gave you a little bit of insight to get you prepped and help you win a little bit of money. Um, and we hope you join, you enjoyed, and I, we hope you join us uh, next week. Um, so, yeah, enjoy, enjoy week three of football, and best of luck to you. Catch you next week.